0: Get up with Christy and
1: Bodge
0: right, on the Mid-North Coast Hit. Oh, yeah. Very good morning to you, uh, Christy
2: and Bodge, for Harvey North Port Macquarie this morning. Very cold morning outdoors, Christy. Um, how'd you go this morning? I didn't even want to get out of the car. I had to, those two girls were on. I thought, you know what? I'll just sit here, <laughs> just with a heater on. It
3: was a bit like that. It's mm. funny, because when I um, woke up this morning, I noticed it wasn't just my bedroom, it was the entire... Entire house was um it had fog on the windows, so you know it's really cold outside. Yeah, look at your little face. Oh, no, You're always no. thinking that way. No,
2: no, um, no. I, I had the exact same. I, I I got up and I was like, "Hang in a second. We didn't do anything." Did <laughs> it we? was
3: super foggy, and that's how you know it's freezing cold yeah. outside.
2: But it is nice and warm indoors where we are, and uh, we've got Lee Jolo, who he he's been having the he's been coming in the afternoons a lot more, but he's in this morning, so we might give him a, big, a bit of grief later on, particularly because. He and I watched the football here on Friday night, right? Yeah. And you should have seen what happened as his team was put to the sword. He was in tears. He cried. He wept. All of that. All of the above. Does
3: it really matter, though? It's Not just well. AFL.
2: Well, it does no, it does matter because the first round just wrapped up. And, um, yeah, in fact, speaking of that, Alicia, my, um, well, oh, I gave her a name drop. We're you meant just to do that. dropped her name. doesn't first matter. Time ever. New girlfriend. New girlfriend. Right. She's... You know, she got to see the dark side of me when my team played on the Saturday <laughs> night.
3: She's regretting being with you now, isn't she? You?
2: Know, well, it was eye-opening. Wake
0: up, wake up, Get up with Christy and Vodge on the Mid-North Coast's Hit FM.
2: Friday night, though, I came into work, obviously, to, to watch your Better Homes and Gardens, because I don't have a TV at home. I've got a projector. I don't bother with normal TV it's for plebs. Uh, but <laughs> you were on it, and I was happy to watch you on it. Oh, thank you. And you were very good. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, Lee Jollo, our newsreader, he and I came in specifically to have pizza. We had Coke out of wine glasses because we're fancy, and then we watched the football and his team, uh, the Hawks. They were up against I don't even oh Geelong. It was Geelong, the Cats, right? And it was really, really depressing to watch him um, get sadder and sadder as the game went on because it was they were just getting pummeled, and getting destroyed. And I was I was kind of enjoying it towards the end because I'm like, Oh, this is kinda nice. I get to see someone upset. I know damn well that tomorrow night's not gonna go my way.
3: Well, before you do talk about that, what is Lee like when it comes to watching a game? Is he really quiet, quiet? Yeah. Very
2: quiet. I thought he'd be a little bit more vocal. <laughs> He's a very quiet man. So come Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night, I am my new girlfriend. Okay. Who has only ever seen the happy side of me, which I don't think you've ever seen. Really? Yeah. I'm actually, would you believe it? Can we, outside, what, roles? Of, outside of this place. Well, you want to be my girlfriend? No,
3: not technically. I just want to see the happy side yeah. of Yeah.
2: Well, she doesn't irritate me. That's the thing. <laughs> um, thing is, is when the football starts, now this wasn't any football game. This was, a, a, you know, a uh, a derby game. You know, this was the showdown. Yeah. The two teams in Adelaide, Adelaide Crows Port Adelaide Power going at it. And I thought this is going to be great. You know, all the naysayers, everyone in the off season who's been giving us stick, we lost a lot of our good players in the last year. We've been told we've got culture problems, all that sort of stuff. It doesn't matter. We're going to put out a good performance. First 10 minutes I'm like, "Yes, we're in front. This is great." For the next 50 minutes.
1: Mm.
2: Puss. It was terrible. We got to um, nearly three-quarter time because it's in 20-minute quarters at the moment. They've um, reduced the time. And I, I said I said to her, I was like, if it gets to three-quarter time and we are 60 points down,
3: yeah.
2: um, we're going out for ice cream. And she's like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I think you need some ice cream. I was like, oh, you don't say. And then I started swearing again at the TV because we kept losing again. I'm like, you're joking. You're joking. So it was very volatile. Mm-hmm. I can't even give you any examples of the words I was saying, but think of the worst words. You
3: should just be playing the the audio of the beep, beep, beeps.
2: No, I didn't record it. <laughs> I, did, I had no control. There's no way I was going to press record and then stop record on myself while I'm swearing at a at a you know at the game. But um, she got to see firsthand the uh, the, the angry side because she listened to this show. God bless her little cotton socks. She got some taste, as I've said before. Um, we did lose a lot yeah, and um, we went out and had ice cream so you know did she
3: have words with you over your, your um, anger management
2: there's a word that I say that she doesn't like there's a word that I really like saying and I think it's a cultural thing she says you can't say that anymore I said you sure she said you can't I said no I can't say it she said no you can't so I won't what is it just told you that's no. okay look um, the football next week Hopefully there's a better result, um, and hopefully I don't give her the same reactions that I had. I've got to work on my behavior. I've got to work on my my anger management, apparently, and also my swearing. She's uh, given me some substitutions for those words. So, you know, I'm a a man in training, a man (laughs) in training, Christy. The Mid-North
0: Coast gets up with Christy and FM. Now, The
2: Voice. You watched it last night. I watched it this morning on the app because uh, I was out and about. Um, incredible show! The blinds are very nearly over, um, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure nearly everyone's got a full team. Is that yeah, how it's going? Yeah,
3: we're just waiting on uh, Kelly and Delta to get that full team, and and one person well, that was yeah. uh, trying to get on Delta's team uh, joins us this morning. Good morning, Clarissa. <laughs> Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Now, how are you feeling? Because you looked a little bit salty. You didn't end up with your dream.
2: (laughs) We understand it.
1: Oh my goodness! You know, there's there's so much going going through your head, especially when you finish singing. So I had that. I. basically resolved myself to not look at them and I could only see them out of my peripheral to start with because I thought just sing because you just never know like you know with only those you know coveted spots left I thought what if they don't turn So just keep singing so I was singing and I could see out of my peripheral you know someone had turned and I was like you know relieved and then I could see I think I thought two had turned but wasn't sure then when I looked down I was like they were the two people I really wanted to work with, but yeah, Delta was, <laughs> Delta was, um, you know, kind of the top of my list. And um, mm. but you know, you have that moment where you're like, oh, oh and, and understanding how the way this block works, because as you know, it's a new thing, and I was yeah. like, oh my goodness. <laughs> well,
2: was it because because oh, Delta yeah. Delta's got a sort of a similar style to yourself? I mean, she doesn't do yeah. um, as much operatic, but she's quite um, quite similar vocal. Yeah. Vocal style, her, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, is, is, she, is, she is, yeah. is.
2: Is that why you thought she was the perfect fit, or do you just love her music, or uh, what was why, why did was you choose a her? Of
1: I, I think I think you nailed it on the head there. But um, also, was, I noticed that you know I, I've watched the show myself over the years. Mm. I love the show, mm. and every time you know um, a singer gets up there and sings, either like. You know, a classic music theatre hit, um, a popular opera piece, um, something like that. You know, she just lights up, you know, she sings along and, and, you know, I guess that's why I thought, oh, you know, know, when they... Yeah, it, well, no. It's just that if <laughs> I think she would, have, she would have a lot to, to you know, to guide me with. I yeah. think, but you know, totally okay because I think you know I'm really excited about Boy George as well because well, you know he's an icon. Well, yeah, Christy <laughs> and
2: I, love Boy George. Well, Christy and I were talking about this, and apart from Karma Chameleon, <laughs> I can't think of. No offense to him, I think he's a great, maybe a great style icon. But yeah, um, I mean, I know, I know all of Delta's songs off by heart. I got her first <laughs> album at home still. You know, b- you know, it born, to, tr- born exactly. to try, born to try <laughs> is one of my anthems. So, well, you know, she's
3: our Aussie icon. That's why
2: well,
1: wow. she is, and we're so proud. Honestly, yeah. Now, look, uh, about, you- do you really want to hurt me? There's that
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, who could forget that? Uh, now, this is the second time that we've heard the poach being ripped out. A little pocini, Christy. Um <laughs> <laughs> did you did you see uh Claudia, the young eighteen year old lass from Perth, uh pull him out I the other week?
1: Did. She was gorgeous. Yeah, you know, I got to see her and I just thought, Oh, how beautiful. It made me made me really happy to see this style um, yeah. you know, being presented. And that's what I love about the voice. There's there's a place for everybody there and it's it's just something like I've
2: never seen before. Well, um, yeah, yeah very, very special. With you, um, with you and her being on opposite teams. I mean, you could have been on the same team, obviously. But oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been quite yeah, hard for Delta. And I, I'm not overly sure how the situation works. Whether there's voting, yeah. whether it's the judges that have to choose. Um, because this is actually the first year I've watched The Voice, and that I think that's why it's so exciting uh-huh. to me. Well, there's a whole new audience yeah. for it. There's a whole new audience. There's brand new roles. It is a lot of fun, yeah. but um, do you get to do you get to chat a, a little bit with some of the other contestants? Like, would you get time to talk to her and maybe I don't I want to say coach her because you might put yourself at a disadvantage. <laughs> but do you get to have a chat?
1: Do you mean like, for example, because I'm on team George, do I get to have a chat with Delta? Is that what yeah. you mean?
2: well, or Delta's um. team. <laughs>
1: Um, look, n- not so much at this stage. Um, I mainly get to to chat with with my team, George. You know, you become like a little family as well. Um, right. But yeah, mainly mainly getting to chat with them. I mean, I I might occasionally see you know a team Delta person or, or a Kelly or a guy uh, team member, but you know, um, you don't you're not on the same kind of right. rehearsals. If that makes so, sense. So, so what what, yeah. is, what
2: does George do? What is it, what, what what goes on behind the scenes? Does he sit you down with a pot of tea? Does he what does he do?
1: I love that idea. <laughs> um look, he's just he's just, he's very um how do you say? Look, he just brings a really great energy to the room. Um yeah. he allows you to be you. Like he's like he if he, you know, you know that saying you do you. I think he really embraces that. And I love the fact that you know, coming in as an opera singer, you do feel a little bit on the outer. You know, yeah. you think, do people want to hear what I have to offer? You know, but, you know, in his presence, he's, a, he's like, he's like, yes, you know, use that voice, you know, um, right. bring that out. Like, I, I, he embraces the individuality, and that's that's what I love about him. So, no cup of tea at this stage, <laughs> but um, I'd be down with that with a piece of cake for sure.
3: So, <laughs> has he tried to sway you to uh, test your vocal skills elsewhere, though? Because I'd imagine he's kind of. Open to a lot of different things. He's very colourful, so I feel that he'd be
1: like, "Oh, just, just give it a test.
3: Just, just pull out one of my bangers."
1: Look, all I'm allowed to say at this stage is uh, he he he's very challenging. He's he's always open for a challenge, and he's open to pushing me.
2: Well, he won it last year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So,
1: like, what, what he, did, he well, had that crown, like, but without so, telling
2: yeah. us any 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 sort of songs yes. or anything like that, like. When you're, do you go into a recording studio? Does he work with you kind of one-on-one? At like, how does the process go? Is there anything you can tell us about some of the training maybe that he gives you?
1: Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, I guess. Well, um, I I did get some one-on-one with him uh, to meet him and so forth, and uh, and then of course, I. Met my awesome battle partner, which I also can't tell you who that is. Um, (laughs) But then he worked with both of us, and he really worked with bringing out you know our own individualities. So without you know telling you anything about the song or anything like that, just embraced our own individualities and um, yeah, and what to bring out in the song and Uh, um, yeah. Look, I, I found him absolutely delightful. I just I just think he's great. Yeah.
2: Do you, um, do you think there's a significant advantage on the show um, with your professional sort of training as opposed to those maybe that haven't had much in the way of gigs? Is that the way – the? Sh- how does the show – because this is a first year for me watching it. Um, I've seen bits and pieces. Is it, um, is it something, your training, that gives you a bit of an edge over everyone else?
1: Look, you know um – Yes and no. You know, I think, um, you know, there's there's a lot of us that have, you know, gigged a lot or done lots of concerts or shows. Um, So I guess in that aspect, you know, we're we're used to being on stage, except that uh, it's just a very different situation. Like for myself, I'm more of a theatre girl, you know. I'm used to Mm. being on a theatre stage or, you know, that type of thing. Um, So the world of TV is very different. And, you know, kind of having a camera kind of around you, you know, um, I have to stop it from surprising me. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, oh. Um, so there's that, like, unless they've done TV work. Um, but I think that it's a beautiful thing to have raw talent as well because they bring that spark, that, that extra vulnerability, and I think that's what keeps the show alive, to have a mix. Um, so, yeah, so while I'm very, you know, like, sure, you know, I've, I've done lots of, of things, it's still new ground for me personally. Um, And so... It's a it's a lot to take on and learn and very exciting. But then on the other on the other foot is you know the, yeah those people you mentioned that maybe you know have never performed before on a stage and to see their to see their real talent just comes alive. I think it's beautiful. It's yeah, an- it's
2: a good answer, Chris. It's a very good. answer. I is. like it. Carissa. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> and me and guys- <laughs> if I waffle. <laughs> no,
2: no, that's you, you could you could get into radio if you wanted to as well. Good communicator. Uh-
3: and guys, Watch
1: it. I'll be there at your doorstep.
3: A <laughs> <laughs> guy yep. said it last night. That it's amazing that you're bringing uh, your art form to the rest of Australia. And, and it's it's not yeah. really a dying art, but I feel like we're not exposed to opera as much anymore. Is no, that why you no. wanted to go on the show and why you think the
1: 18-year-old did the same thing? Absolutely. Yeah, look, um, you know, opera's one of those things that you have to keep training. Like, I, you know, I, I sing classical crossover and I... With opera, it's something you can't leave alone. Like, I try and, you know, have a lesson once a week and if I can't, I'm always practicing because you're always trying to uh, perfect this. And um, the thing is with going on the show... I think, look, at, at, you know, age 14, 15, I used to hear people like, you know, the collaboration of Celine Dion and, um, you know, Andrea Bocelli, and, you know, Pavarotti was doing concerts and, you know, with you know, Pavarotti and Friends. Mm. And these people, you know, you had Sarah Brightman and Carreras and all these people were on, like, mainstream radio and TV, so it was all so accessible to me. And I remember that really inspired me because when you're different and when you have a different voice... Mm. you you do feel a little bit like, oh, you know, am I, uh, you know, I'm not very cool, but I have this voice. I'm going to follow this dream. But all of a sudden, these people gave me a voice, and I thought, if I can inspire you know, a young girl or boy out there that might have a classical voice, Mm. that it is a huge art form out there, then that would really make me so happy, because that's what I had growing up. But it seems to have kind of disappeared off mainstream. It's there. Mm. I mean, it's certainly still there, and it's
2: you know, I mean, enjoy it. one of my favourite comedic actors from the the seventies was <laughs> Michael Crawford, and he. Oh yes, I love him. <laughs> yeah, and he is I, I, the Phantom of the Opera. He is the only one for me. He's fantastic. I think he's incredible. Yeah. And he only did comedy did, I feel to like get that's into Sarah it. Too. Well, see, so <laughs> yeah. uh, just I think to to finish it off, right? I think this might be quite fun. Yeah. Have you got any kind of very simple vocal training activities that Christy <laughs> and I could try? <laughs> Just because, I mean, we sing like pus. let's be honest, Christy. Like, oh, we're not, I don't we're know not, about you. Well, all right. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not
3: good at but, all. come nah. on,
2: Clarissa, what have you got for us that we could try at home for anyone that might want to start aiming for those high notes?
1: Right, Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'm, I'm going to keep it really simple because I sound like a baritone this morning myself. So <laughs> I would say... Tongue rolls are a great
2: thing, like, oh, rrr, no. you know, get that air flowing, guys, oh, come
1: on, I've come got on. The little, I've
2: got the little string thing under <laughs> yeah, my tongue. You I can't do it. You've got I, what? I've got the thing, the connection under my tongue.
3: Everybody has that one.
2: Nah, no, but I can't, I can't even poke my tongue out that far, it makes all those kind of fun <laughs> things to do, very hard to do. So. Uh, what about
1: like, can you, you know, when you, you think it's cold and you're like, <clears throat> like that, could you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Oh,
2: got okay. it. Nailed it. <laughs> well, that's it. Right, I'm going to go and sing some Bocelli. All right, here we go. Yeah, you, yep, yep, yep. Good <laughs> <Right>. debut. <laughs> Clarissa, thank you so much for jumping on this morning. I know it's uh, very oh, early at you. the moment. Um, and best of luck with the season to come. Team George.
1: Thanks, for Thank you so much, guys. It's been
2: such a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. The,
1: the, 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 the to get up. A fresh way to get up.
0: Christian and Barge on Hit FM.
2: Kids say things all the time that don't make sense, and sometimes they say things that <laughs> do make sense.
3: <laughs> I've said this one before where uh, when I was a little toddler, I couldn't say Daddy's big truck. I'd say something. Oh, yeah. I'd swap out the T for an F.
2: Yeah, well, I mean.
3: Which is terrible to come out of the mouth of a little uh Little toddler.
2: But at the same time, I mean, your mum and dad would have been like, "Oh, that's a bit." yeah that, that's quite no, don't funny. yell
3: it out. That's not Daddy's big. Keep that
2: one in the <laughs> vault when she's twenty-one. Rip that one out.
3: Yep. But my three-year-old nephew Caden, mm. he is a prime example of when toddlers get tongue-tied with their their words. And he, we know, he could never say my name, Christy, until recently. He can actually say Christy. He used to call me Pisty. A pina. Uh, They're fine. I spy. So I'm this, fine.
2: Is it you trying to ice teach him?
3: <laughs> it's not I spy. It's I'm fine. I spy. <laughs> what are you? I spy.
2: What are you trying to so teach him?
3: Yesterday I had a conversation with him and he kept saying I'm pine. And I'm like, so what? He's like, I'm pine. Right. So just play it again for me.
2: Okay.
3: i pine. they so Fine. I spy. He, he couldn't say, I'm, I'm fine. fine. i fine. spy. <laughs> it's not I spy. It's
2: I'm fine. I spy. <laughs> what are you? I spy. No, he's I spy. <laughs> it makes total sense. 13. Sam. 13, 12, 16, if you've got kids that say things that, uh, you know, they're trying to say other words, give us a call and let us know. He is a great kid, though. Like, uh, for someone to call you Pisty, I mean, I feel like that should just be your name. <laughs> Pisty and Bodge. I like it.
3: Uh, and then Kurt gets Turk. it's Turk. the opposite way.
2: That's, if you're a Scrubs fan, that's perfect. <laughs> Look, um, when I was growing up, my sisters had um, words as well, like um, hopsicle uh, was another one yeah. instead of spaghetti. Effalent. Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't have that one, but that is another one. I get, now that I've got nieces and nephews, I get Uncle Dayson.
3: Oh, that's too cute. Yeah.
2: Dyson was well, better than like, you know, some of the other alternatives, but, um, you know, where they just go, and they don't even say a name or Uncle Stinky or something <laughs> like that. I, I used to get that for a bit. Um, but yeah, no, there's, there's a, we, <laughs> we had a friend of the family and he used to call spiders Spidester. Oh, so, yeah, um, it, was, uh, it was quite entertaining. It is more so now, obviously. But uh, you um, you and I have been looking up some other stuff as well. The reason we're talking about this is because you came across some audio. I came into the studio one morning and you were just laughing your guts out at some kid trying to say popsicle. <laughs> yeah,
3: have a listen. Pop, Sickle. Popsicle. <laughs> pop. Uh-uh. Can you, uh-uh. Yep, can you say pop? Pop.
2: Sickle. Sickle. Popsicle. (laughs) Blah, blah, (laughs)
3: blah. It's like, I can do the pop, I can do the sickle, but I can't put them together. They
2: couldn't do it. I can understand it. It makes total sense. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of great words out there that get misinterpreted. Um, It's not so cute when adults do it. Normally you see them on a bench and they've been drinking and they can't talk. But um, when kids do it, it is very, very funny. So 13, 12, 16, if you've got um, a, a kid at the moment or maybe you've... Done it yourself when you were younger. What words have you said that were incorrect and funny, or funnier now?
0: Hit FM with Christian Barge.
1: A fresh way to get up. On your radio.
2: Good news! I have um, got a couple of things here through on the Facebook page. They come in hard and fast, and a couple of calls. But the, you know, sometimes they don't like going to air, and I can understand that. But have a listen to some of these cool words that kids can't say properly. What do we got here? <clears throat> this is from Tracy. Uh, my four-year-old says, shamiches. <laughs> like you. you. say
3: samiches.
2: I say samiches, and I spell yeah. it like that when I'm writing it. S-A-M-M-I-D-G-E-S. I love
3: it. It's like It's a sandwich. a
2: little sandwich or sandwich.
3: It's not cute you doing it. It's okay. I still
2: like saying sandwich. Just image. like that, someone else has written. My kid doesn't say Buschetti they say peschetti, which <laughs> happens. Uh, lasagne, lasagne, la- lasagna instead of lasagna, they say oh. lasagne. So
3: that's because the kid can obviously. Oh, I guess read so.
2: We got a couple more. What do we got here? Um, my six-year-old likes fruit fruchoks. What? what do they call them? Hang on, sorry, my eyesight's not very good. This is what happens when you get old. Fruit chocks? Yeah, they get fruit chocks, foo food cooks, foo cooks. I mean, they are fair enough. I mean, uh, fruit chocks isn't a real word, so. Um, and then we get. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know who's getting um, apple fritters, but they call oh. them apple critters. <laughs> apple it. fritters are they still a thing? I remember no, pineapple fritters.
3: Fritters and pineapple. Oh, that's fritters. all right. Uh, what about going to the hospitable?
2: Uh, I haven't got that one in here, but that is one. I've got one more, okay? Uh, and this one's from Danielle and her seven year old daughter called Strawberries Strawby Days. Oh, that's actually
3: really strawberry cool. Strawberry Days. Oh, I, I like
2: love that. strawberry days. It is nice. Look, it is uh, 20 past seven, and I think that's quite a nice one, isn't it? Yeah, have yeah. a
3: nice strawberry day. <laughs> Wake
0: up, Wake up. Get up with Christian Bodge on the Mid North Coast's hit.
3: You know how we were talking about kids before? It reminded me of. Um, Something that popped up on my Facebook over the weekend. Mm. It's, you know, those um, sponsored ads or suggestions that come up when you're scrolling.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll probably get different ones to you, though. I get a lot of really mm-hmm. stuff from Wish. I've never used Wish before, but apparently I've looked something up that makes them think I want that stuff.
3: Well, I must be spending too much time with kids, in particular my uh, nephew, because I got one that prompted me to say, let kids in your family send you messages. And I think this thing's been around for a little while, Messenger Kids. Oh. And it's done a suggestion for me to get it so I can uh, stay close when we're apart to kids in my family. And it seems that quite a number of my friends have actually got an account so 75 of my friends have them and I thought surely you would not allow your kids to have messenger kids because that is essentially turning into having a Facebook account
2: yeah yeah well it would seem that way yeah so well, so tell, hang on tell me about this so do the um up <laughs> <you got> there <laughs> so do the the kids have control over the contacts. Can they add people, or do the parents have to do that? Like, what kind of control do the parents have?
3: From what I gather, yes, the kids control the fun. However, the kid, the parents are the ones that control the contact list. Okay. and can set parameters in terms of what they're allowed to do, and okay. and because you make sure that you only have it. Uh, accessible to family, family and friends yeah. um, uh, that you want, but it's it's a free video calling service, and it's like, what's the difference between uh, using Skype on the phone? If these kids have got tablets, these kids have got phones, uh, depending on their age, I guess. Why don't you just use that? Why would you set them up in a in a platform that who knows what data they're collecting? I've just looked it up, and it says they don't collect data from them, um, and they don't I mean, automatically.
2: I mean, come on.
3: Yeah, they don't automatically convert Messenger kids' accounts to full Facebook accounts. I'd be concerned that there'd be like a suggestion like this yeah. where kids would be scrolling through on Messenger and it might have a prompt going, yeah. oh, hey, do you want to download Facebook? Because you've got to be 13 before you can have a proper Facebook
2: Is account. Is I thought it was a bit older than that. Look, I think it's a good idea. If the parents are in control of it, See, my sister's got four kids, right? She's got four kids, and they get on her phone constantly and call me. I've seen it so often where the kids get on, they want to send a photo or they want to um, send a voice clip or something like that. I got this just the other day from my nephew, Joey. Have a listen.
3: Hello, good Jason.
2: That was it. That's all I get. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but see, that was a message, a, a voice recording or a video. It's a, it's Why a can't video. kids just do that? Why do they have to have another app?
2: Um, I think because... Um, he knows the code to get into mu- his mum's phone, right? He knows the code because he watches it. It's not because he's been sneakily trying to see it. It's because he's just seen it and goes, Oh, that's how you do that. Okay. Then he goes into Messenger and then he finds my picture and he goes, oh. there it So is. if there's an alternative and they go, Look, this is how you can contact your family they won't use that so much. So maybe that's a better idea. Oh, I know maybe it's what to the whole wean thing them off.
3: is. No, it's not to wean them off. It's the parents are too scared that the kids are going to be seeing certain things that are not meant to be seen in their own messenger. Oh, well,
2: potentially. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just postulating. I'm not really too sure. We do have a call. Let's take them and see what they've got to say. Hello. Good morning. You're on the air.
3: Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Good. Well, thank you. What's your name? Michelle. Michelle, what's your thoughts on uh, kids' messenger? Uh,
4: well... Two of my kids have it. Oh, good. Um, one of my daughter has it um, because during the during lockdown, um, she was still dancing, and so she was doing it with she was doing her solo dances through the messenger
2: app. Oh. Right, I see. So you linked it up to her her school?
4: Uh, no, through her iPad.
2: No, I mean, uh, yeah, 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 to her to meant, a dance school. Yes. Yeah. Nice. okay. Right. Um,
4: so then, yeah, because I, I work from you know eight thirty till five. Her lessons were before
3: that. Yeah.
4: And so yeah, so she was still able to, you know, join into her dance classes.
3: Michelle, right. are you ever worried though that it's kind of setting them up for getting a real Facebook account?
4: Um, well, she's nine, and um, my my son's eleven. He's asked for Facebook and I've just flat out said no.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um,
4: but, like, yeah, she hasn't asked for Facebook. Um, and I think, like, I see absolutely everything that they do.
2: Yeah, and I think um, that's, the, that's the important thing because it does say on here the parents are in absolute control of it, which is I think it's a good alternative to Messenger. I really do. I think it's a, a good way to get them just onto family and things that you've approved um, yeah, absolutely. Without giving them the ability to maybe change that. Can I ask you a question, though, just because um, uh, we went to a school last year and um, the response was incredible. Mm. Do, do either of your kids have uh, Snapchat? No. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, uh, the reason I say that is because I only learnt last year, Christy, that if you pinch the screen... Um, you can go to a map view, and you won't believe this, Michelle, but even if you're a kid and you've got a Snapchat, and more kids have Snapchat than any other, like TikTok probably has outdone it now, but yeah. Snapchat has still got a lot of people on. You can actually see a map view of where to they are. the to the absolute position of where they are. Um, scary. And I don't think enough parents know about that. So. Anyone oh, with... yeah, no, I know about that one.
4: Yeah. Any, um, any...
2: Yeah,
4: I look for my son
2: oh really (laughs) he's 21 so it's
4: okay oh okay that's fair (laughs) enough
2: where are you going it's good for hey look it's good for girlfriends and boyfriends who want to track what's going on aside from that it's uh, it's not so good look Michelle I'm glad to hear that you're having positive um, positive experience with messenger kids you'd recommend it to other parents
4: absolutely
2: there we go all right thank you so much you have a good day yeah
4: You too, guys. See ya. See ya.
3: Get up
5: with Christy and Bodge on the Mid-North Coast, Hit
2: FM. Christy on Friday night was on national television with uh, her partner Michael (laughs) and their little dog, their little cherub, Bella.
3: You know what? I was so proud. And Michael goes, you could not contain the excitement. I have never had such an overwhelming experience like I did on Friday night going, oh my gosh, little Bella's going to be on TV. So I can only imagine what I'm going to be like when I have a baby, how excited I got over just a dog. But it it wasn't because Michael and I were going to be on TV. It was all about Bella making her debut on TV, national television, that
2: is, with Dr. Harry. Yeah, so for those that didn't watch Better Homes and Gardens, and I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, come on. It was – I mean, the football was on, both codes, but, you know, there was – I mean, we watched it on mute for a bit because um, Lee Jolo and I, the newsreader, we were here watching the football because his team was on. We had two TVs. Yeah. I had to mute the football, and he didn't like it. And I said, Chris, on the telly. He's like, oh, fine, Okay. He's like, at the end of it, he's like, seven minutes. I'm like, what? He's like, seven minutes she was on the TV for. I was like, she seven minutes is a long time. A,
3: normally, TV segments don't last that long. No. normally They're three to four minutes. But, look, uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that uh, I think it had a, a good mix of, of love and nice good. little moments and some yeah. information there that I hope that people that were watching it uh, did take away something from it about what to do when you've got a digging dog
2: well see this is the thing i thought that dr harry gave a, a lot of good examples of of why this all happens My, i like i just want to touch on a couple of things though he asked you whether you'd done anything to try and stop bella digging holes have a listen to this
0: what have you tried apart from just putting the on?
3: we've put poo in there which works but that doesn't stop her from actually digging new holes
0: Right, so it didn't work.
2: I understand what you meant, but I was kind of like, <laughs> so Bella needed to we needed to try and try to stop digging holes, but she was digging, was she doing, if you'd let her dig one hole, right, yeah. would she just keep digging that one hole?
3: Yes, because it would entice her to go back if she thinks there's something in there because she'd already been in there.
2: Okay. So right. the
3: idea was to put something in there to stop her from doing it, which generally works for most dogs, and then they just get over it. But it's because she was like, oh, well, well you, so, you're stopping me from going in there because I don't like the smell of my own feces. So, I'll go elsewhere.
2: So my, my logic is is that she would have had one hole that she could play in and then you've put her own crap in there and then she's gone, right, well, I'll dig another hole <laughs> and all you've done is made the problem worse. So um, I, I, um, I I kept watching it and obviously he gave a lot of examples of why this happened. But there was he, – he had he wanted – how much money does he think you've got? What do you mean? Well, listen to this. This was what he thinks you should do to fix the problem.
0: Now, you've got a sandpit there, which you've tried to utilise, and if we're going to have a sandpit, which we are, then we need to have a much bigger one. I want you to make a sandpit out of treated pine sleepers. Bloody hell. Pricey. Probably about there to there. Yeah. Which I reckon is probably a metre and a half, something like that. The other thing that concerns me about your dog more than anything else... Oh, No is solar radiation, sunburn, mm-hmm. oh. okay? Because she's so white. Yeah. We put a shade sail up here to protect her. Shade sail? She used or... sunblock on her face to try and stop any damage from that way, right? And we actually bait the pit to make her dig in the pit. So,
2: you've got to make yourself out of treated pine, mind you. I, I feel like pit. you're
3: uninitiated when it comes to the construction world. It's not going to cost that much. To no, it's, build it's a, just a, a lot of
2: work. But what was wrong with your shell sandpit uh, sand that you had there?
3: Because she's a medium sized dog and right. she was falling out of it and she didn't have much space to dig. When just, she goes to the beach, she's free reign, got everywhere to go. And it's big space. Yep. She needs a big space.
2: Yeah. So, basically, wants you to build a sandpit in your tiny little garden, right? And then also put a sail across it as well, which you know, I'm not saying it's expensive. I'm saying there's a lot of time and work involved in that.
3: But when you've got a, a loving dog or you've got a loving child, you'll do whatever it takes to make sure that they're well, more comfortable and you look after them. Yeah, and when up. you do have a dog that has uh, white skin like Dr. Harry, and that's the funny thing, I, when he came, our issue was about the holes. And he said, I don't care about your precious lawn. Michael, I'm sorry. She can dig forever. I'm concerned about her face and give her four years and she'll have skin cancer. That oh, really? was the eye-opener. Was... Yeah, and he spoke about it. It, it didn't make the cut uh, for a lot of it, but he, he did speak about it very frequent. I wish and that had I got to And I got really air. concerned. Oh, look, there's... I guess you want to make it a happy little story, not um, so upsetting like it was. It was it was hard to hear that you go. Oh Oh my goodness! I I never would have thought like a dog.
2: That's um, quite concerning. uh, Yeah, because it it does it does come across quite like a happy sort of uh, interview sort of thing. But to hear that, you know, that that's a very real possibility. Now the mm. shade cloth has to go up. Do you want, yeah. I'll give you a hand if you want. <laughs>
3: oh, thank you. Not Boch. very. I'm not
2: a very good handyman, but, but
3: the thing is, she does have uh, a space where she's well undercover and got yeah. plenty of shade. Um, but we just have to be more uh, considerate each and every morning, making sure that she gets a little sunscreen on her nose and a little um, head because he did.
2: Use? He did say that she was very because we had him on Friday morning before the show. He did say that she was very white, and he hadn't seen a lot of that um, mm. pigmentation on on uh, dogs before, so it was quite rare. Which, I mean, you must have thought, "I've got a rare dog! Yay!" Well, but you know, keep going
3: for these albino things. <laughs> that, do, you,
2: do you have to get a special kind of um, sunscreen for her, or can no? She...
3: You, they can actually use adult sunscreen on all, them
2: all over, or just the face. No, just the face.
3: She okay. doesn't need it
2: everywhere
3: else. Okay. But, um, no, it it was. Pretty cool. I think the weirdest thing, though, for me, Bodge, and uh, I reckon you get more recognised being on TV than you do on radio because we went to the pet really? shop yesterday and, my gosh, the three of us walked in and they were all like, oh, you were from Better Homes and Gardens. We saw you with Dr. Harry. It's like, really? gosh, you can't go anywhere now. Thanks, oh, wow. Dr. Harry.
2: Oh, there you go. Well, actually, <laughs> one more thing, though. Dr. Harry, now, he, he made a joke on Friday that I didn't understand. He said, get Christy to ask you who Ron is. I was like, okay, and then you're trying to tell me, and I'm still not understanding. It wasn't until Friday night when I actually watched Better Homes and Gardens that I understand what he had to say. Why do
0: dogs dig holes? It's the $64 million question. Well, it's all due to one bloke.
3: Who? Ron. Oh, that bloke.
0: Ron. Ron, we reckon that it's a primitive experience based on when they were wolves. They went out and killed. They couldn't eat all the food. They buried it in a hole for later on. Oh. And every dog today thinks there might be something buried down there.
2: There we go. Well, there, I mean, he's here all week, he said. So, uh, no, I think it was great. You got on national TV, you got your pup on there as well, and um, the footage that you had, by the way, when you went out on your paddleboard and on the boat and whatever else, if I didn't know you, I would think you were some kind of rich person because it looked like she was living the high life. <laughs>
3: She was living the high level. on the high seas.
2: <laughs> is for anyone that missed it, can they? Is there? A, where have you
0: watched it? Go Are to you,
3: Seven Plus the Better Homes and Gardens tab, and you'll you'll find the episode there from Friday
0: night. Wake up, wake up. Get up with Christian Vodge on the Mid North Coast Hit FM.
3: Other than being known for having beautiful beaches, like the whole of the Mid North Coast has mm. stunning beaches, mm-hmm. I guess we're kind of that self-titled Australia's capital for koalas.
2: Yeah, I, I would say it. so. Yeah, definitely the mid north coast, definitely.
3: Exactly. So it's kind of fitting if we had a big koala to represent the Port Macquarie region.
2: I mean, I, I can't think of anything better. But yeah. I've I had to think about it all morning, Christy, because you and I have thought about alternatives, and I think it's probably the best thing. I can't think of anything.
3: The big koala is is the best option to represent who we are, and uh, it's likely to happen. Well, we've got our fingers crossed that it is. And the oh. woman uh, that's uh, behind it is the director of Hello Koala Sculpture Trail, Margaret. Ma, good morning. Good morning, Christy.
5: Good morning, Bodge.
2: Hey, now, Margaret. What's going on?
5: Well, I've been wanting to build a big koala ever since I came up with the idea of developing the Hello Koala Sculpture Trail. So that goes back to 2010.
2: Was it that like, long ago? Uh, wait, so you, we, you, are you are you the person that um, made it possible for them koalas to be everywhere.
5: Yeah. Oh, it was my idea. And I, um, know
2: I like that. I love them. I love seeing them in random places and go, oh, it's them koalas.
5: Yeah, I know. It gives me a thrill too. It's like having (laughs) 72 grandchildren, I (laughs) expect.
3: Actually, on that, Margaret, I I know that they have their set locations where those uh, koalas are, but do some of them move around? Because I feel like you go to a different spot and you go, I swear that one wasn't there before. (laughs)
5: Look, they do move around um, to a degree. So we quite often bring them off the trail for a holiday, a bit of a beauty treatment. Um, sometimes we'll put a, a replacement koala uh, there um, in the meantime. We um, also have um, different sponsors coming on board. Uh, when I started the project uh, in 2014, we had 50 koalas. Now we've got 72 koalas. My so gosh. we're taking on new koalas all the time and we've got about four or five new ones in development right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how big are you thinking for the big koala? Um, that's a great question because, uh, I did research this whole area of big things a lot and, um, while w- one part of me wanted, um, a fairly substantial big like about four metres, um, ultimately we've landed on the size of two and a half metres, which is still, um, quite significant given that our existing sculptures are one metre high. Yeah. And when you expand that two and a half times, obviously the size of the sculpture increases exponentially as well. So So it's quite a substantial size. Right. But um, it makes it easy for people to connect with because koalas, um, people love to engage with koalas. Mm. And we felt that having a koala that was of an accessible size for people of all Ages, um, It would probably do its job, and it has a very specific job, um, apart from pro- promoting Port Macquarie as a mm. tourism destination. It's also um, designed to remind people we have to care for our koalas. Yeah.
2: Mm. So any bigger would be a no-go, you're saying? Uh,
5: well, I'm saying it's unlikely. Um it's also the, the the way our koalas are manufactured. Right. Um, we okay. we, um, you know, you can do all sorts of much larger objects in concrete and yeah. all sorts mm. of things. But we didn't. We wanted to create a really beautiful big koala. Yeah, You're right. And you know, so, I get so greedy. You know. <laughs> so we're, well, we're, it's, it's going to still be quite big, you know.
2: Yeah. Uh, whereabouts are you looking at potentially putting it? Give us a, come on, give us a little bit of a hint. You can give us a little cryptic clue, surely.
5: I'm so, so sold to secrecy at the moment (laughs) because, you know, this has been going on since 2010 Yeah, and um, we've had various locations we've considered. Um, We feel that we have now um, an ideal location and not only one ideal location but two ideal locations. Right,
2: so we are getting two, two new big koalas.
5: I know, it's a bit sort of... Over the top of it. Isn't
2: it? <laughs> well, no, I think I think um, if I had to try and guess, Christy, I'm All just right. going to guess, here just, we go. yeah, have a stab at where it might go. I think um, I haven't seen one in in Sovereign Hills. In fact, I think right outside the Hit FM studios might be perfect. Oh, might be per- perfect for us to.
3: You just want to glance over at the. Co- now I'm just it.
2: saying. I'm just saying it, it's perfect. There's lots of room here. We could do that. There's no drama.
3: Margaret, Hello. I'm thinking it's going to be um, CBD. It's going to be Town Green. It may, if that petition goes through to pull down Sir Edmund Barton's oh, uh, statue, no, 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 no. it could
2: just
5: go in that spot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no statue, no. Hey, look, um, no. W- when can we expect more information, more revelations on it?
5: Um, but look, we're working towards releasing um, Stage 1 of the Big Koala in September. We have our annual Hello Koalas Festival which has moved because of the pandemic from June to the 26th and the 27th of September, which is the first weekend of the school holidays. Oh, nice. And um, the main focus for our festival is a treasure hunt, and this year we're working with Westpac Rescue Helicopter Service on a search and rescue treasure hunt, which I think will be fun. All right. And the... Big koala hopefully will
2: be part of that. So can we um, can we um give you a buzz when it comes up to you know maybe mid September maybe a little bit before that just to just to um have a chat about that and also uh, maybe a bit more in the way of uh, details of what's to come because that's a big part of uh, Port Macquarie's sort of year. Mm. So yes no I'd love to do that.
5: I'll certainly keep you informed when the announcement comes about where the koala will be. I'll, um, you'll be the first to know. There we, you go. Oh, good. There we <laughs> go. We, we, want
3: to know, we want to know if we're actually uh, on the money <laughs> with our uh, location choices there. But a big thank you, Margaret, and good luck with the two big koalas that could come to Port Macquarie. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Christy
5: and Bodge. Thanks for having me.
3: The
0: Mid-North Coast gets off with Christy and Bodge.
2: And we've had a lot of people um, texting through with their locations as to where they think the, uh, the new koalas should go and uh, we're getting two.
3: Well, another one is Town Beach, Uh,
2: right on the the
3: car park there uh, near the, um, what do you call it, the Lifeguard Towers.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: okay.
3: That's a really good spot because it's easily accessible.
2: Is there not one there already? I mean, there's about how Good many question. is there around? 70? Yeah, but they're little
3: baby ones. This is like the big mama and the big daddo. So if you've got two, two big ones that are going to be two and a half meters. Yeah. The one out at um. But you can't. In chuck. the state forest is going to be daddy. Yeah. And then mummy can be somewhere I don't know iconic.
2: But like you can't put a big one next to a little one. She I mean, can that, it's the baby. No, no, look, Christy, you wouldn't understand this because you're not a bloke, right? But when you're standing <laughs> at a urinal, right? When you're standing at a urinal. And a bloke comes and stands right next to you, right, yep. it's it's hard to go. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially if he's bigger.
3: So what does In that height, have to do with obviously. koalas? It's a terrible I'm just analogy. Saying, I'm
2: just saying you're going to make one feel real small next to a big one. Why <laughs> don't you give it its own spot? If it's a big one, make it a, a big thing.
3: I'm sure Margaret will decide on a on a perfect spot, which it sounds like she already has. She just doesn't want to uh, reveal uh, it just yet because they've got to do the right things first. But 46. let's say it was going to go where a little koala is. It might get moved to somewhere else.
2: Yeah, well.
3: Just so it could please you so you didn't have a baby one next
0: to the no, big bummer.
2: Sovereign Hills, where we are, um, there's a little courtyard area out here at Sovereign Place. I reckon stick it there. And then when I'm having my hot chocolate in the morning, I can have a look at it and just watch it and just go, there's that big koala. There you go. So it's not selfish. I'm just saying it's a good spot.
3: I'd be looking at it going, which one's the koala bear?
2: Yeah, well, the actual
3: statue or uh, you?
2: Oh, God. Is the fat shaming again. Oh, not fat, fat shaming.
3: It's the fluffiness of you. Oh, so your you hair look like shaming. a cute, cuddly uh, koala while, bear.
2: While we're on the subject, I was tagged in something last night by multiple people um, it was wanted men between 30 and 40 with hairy backs. Please apply. <laughs> uh, the pay is fantastic. You don't have to have your face on camera. We just want to use you for an experiment. I've got to say, just because I've got a beard and i got hair on my chest, I've got I got no hair on my back. Yes, you do. I don't.
3: Do you not recall getting your neck waxed?
2: No, no. come on. the That is your back. <laughs> the neck is fine. I, I'm going to get that done anyway. So that's just an extension of my hair. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's fine. Apart from that, there's not, there's nothing. Nada. It's fine. I'm not an ape or a koala, as <laughs> you say.
0: If you want more of Christian Bodge, catch up on the podcast at hit.com.au or hear them live weekday mornings from six on the Mid North Coast's Hit FM.